Hey, everyone. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode two of My Dish Dish. Dish. Yay. I'm Will Johnston. And I'm Mackenzie Wood. And we've made it into episode two of our fun little podcast talking about dishes and dishing about dishes. Yes, all around what makes a dish a dish. Will and I, as you may have heard in the first little mini podcast, our little intro podcast, have decided to take some time to sit down and talk about the China that we love, the China that we've received, and the stories around that. And so today we have the very, very delightful opportunity to sit and chat with Will about his personal collection comma special china and so so yeah so before we get into it yes so just like every episode we are going to start off with saying hello also we're going to start off with a recipe so let's start off with hello 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 (laughs) and um so uh, i cooked dinner tonight yes so my dish dish has many layers one of them is about ceramics one of them is about the story of ceramics, and one of them is about eating and plating, and one of them is about just general malarkey in terms of chit chat and gossip. Yes. And so, kafafare. And as Will mentioned, we are going to start these out with a hello and introduction. Talk a little bit about the plate that we're of the day. Plate of the day, yes. What we are eating off the plate of the day, yes. Because that adds a layer of the. That adds dish layer to the component to the to the story. Plus, Will's an excellent cook, and so oh, I thank you. I get I to benefit that. from that. Um, and then we get into the dishing about the actual dishes, dishes, and yes. ceramics, and the stories that surround that. And so, um, yeah, we're gonna kick this off to talk about what we're eating and what we're eating it on. Well, and we also are having a nice Chardonnay. Oh God. From a box. Yes, the bo- the the Boda box. The Boda box has come to grace our presence while we talk and dish about dishes. Boda box Chardonnay was recommended to to me recently, and we have decided to to crack it open. Well, and it really fit with tonight's dinner. <laughs> so tonight's dinner was a easy baked chicken with sautéed onions. Spinach and mushrooms, you know, very simple, easy, quick dinner that looks marvelous on fine china because um, the chicken, uh, again, it was just tossed in olive oil and a little bit of uh, Goya, like kind of like seasoned salt and then placed in a baking pan at 350 degrees for about 45 minutes until the chicken is solid. Easy peasy. That's what we're talking about. The vegetables themselves So simple. Now, one thing about vegetables, you don't want to make sure that they keep their brightness. So you don't want to overcook spinach or anything of a color that's not like an onion or something that's, uh, or the garlic. So obviously onion, garlic goes in first with the butter. Um, I cooked it on medium high heat, let it uh, simmer, get a little translucent. Then I threw in the diced, not diced, but uh, chopped mushrooms. Let those cook a little bit. I like my mushrooms to get a little chewy. I like that bounce to a cooked mushroom. The bounce around, bounce the mushroom. So, uh, and then I make sure since spinach just wilts and cooks so quickly, I put it in at the very end 
just really seriously, just with a spatula, toss it, keep turning it and turning it and turning it till it is uh, to a nice, dark, bright green, and then it's ready to serve. Easy to plate, so we are plating on my china, which I'm going to mispronounce it, so I'm going to let Mackenzie say it. The china of the day is the Havlan Chevalier. Chevalier, Chevalier. which I kept saying Chevrolet (laughs) over and over again. So I was like, my Chevrolet China. (laughs) And then Mackenzie had to correct me. So From here on out, this is Will's Chevrolet China. Yeah, it's just going to be easier for this podcast. (laughs) So this Havlan Chevrolet China. um, Served with baked chicken and sautéed vegetables. Yes. That was our dish for this dish and the Boda Box Chardonnay. Well, cheers. Cheers Cheers to that. Cheers to that. And know that all of these recipes and recommendations will be on our website. Along with images. Mm -hmm. So, but we're going to start with something fun. And that is Mackenzie is going to have 30 seconds to describe my dishes to you. Yes. So we're really excited to get into it. So are you ready? I'm ready. Get set. Get set. Describe. Okay. So I have in my hand a Chevalier or Chevrolet dinner plate we've decided. We looked at the sizes of the salad plate and of the side plate, the bread plate, and this is clearly, or I'm sorry, the luncheon plate and the salad plate, and this is clearly the, the dinner plate. It's 10. 10 seconds. Oh, shit. It's, no, I, okay. I'm going to start again. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to stop you. I'm going to say, it's about the plate. Just describe the plate. Ready? Okay. And wait, hold on. Reset. Three, two, one, go. I have in my plate the Chevalier dinner plate. It's 10 inches and three fourths across. It is gold, a beautiful gold rim on the outside, a smooth edge. They call it a gold encrusted edge, and it is a scalloped um, leaf looking pattern. We did look at two other, several other patterns that looked similar. It has a cream. A rim and a white center. So it's like off white and then there's a gold rim around the, the inside separating the, the lens. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Dang! So just so that you guys know, Will and I found, first of all, Will's been eating on these beautiful plates for years and had no idea where they were from. Yes, um, and Mackenzie was the master researcher <laughs> and was able to s- discover everything about this within 15 minutes. That's not true, but yeah, pretty close. Well, she's amazing, so, so we she looked, did it that way. Thanks, Boo. We looked at replacements, um, LTD, who are not sponsoring us at, by any stretch yet. But they're a wealth um, of knowledge. Oh my God, they're amazing. They have like all like thousands and thousands of plates. And so the Chevalier was on, we looked at Havlin and we went through the first three pages. So we went through about in the first 150, uh, 150 patterns. There were five other patterns that looked similar that we sort of looked at and, and took the edge of the Chevalier and matched it up to the photo on the, the website. And, what was interesting about Will's plate was the um, the fact that it was one of the older ones. There were there were things that looked like it that had been more mid-century into the the early 21st century, but this plate actually showed up and was discontinued and didn't actually have a date at all. So it's talking about it being one of the it, it sort of called it an an older plate, quote unquote, meaning that they didn't have a, a, a date 
frame for it. Um, Again, I was told, yeah. you know, I could be completely wrong, late 1800s, early 1900s. I honestly, I don't know. I've, we've tried Googling. We've tried looking it up. Of, but obviously, you know, Havland has a history of making mm-hmm. amazing dishes. And so, um, you know, before I get into describing my entire set of what I have, we're going to throw it over to Mackenzie and she's going to tell us a little bit about Havland. Yeah, because we couldn't find much about the Chevalier except that it was older, made by Havlin and Co., um, and discontinued, meaning that they don't make it anymore. The we decided to look at the the Havlin and Co. and this is all Wikipedia, so like this isn't like big time research here. We did a lot. We did so much research. Guys. So much research. Oh my god, we're drowning in plates. We've been at the library for days. Days. So what we have found is that Havlin's been around since the 1840s uh, in America. It's still a family owned company. They manufacture um, out of the Limoges porcelains in France, and they are a New York company that, again, has been around for a super long time. I think, like, the third great-grandson runs it now. And like Will said, they have a history of gorgeous plates. And one of the interesting things about looking them up in the replacements database was just the breadth of the the pieces that are available. They made hundreds and thousands of patterns and dishes and small plates and big plates and gravy trains and um, (laughs) cranberry bowls. Cranberry bowls. We love a good cranberry bowl. And they, and they made it from, like I said, the late or the, the mid 1800s, um, through to today. And what is also interesting is that the, just the breadth of the things that they made, like hot chocolate, sets and um some of the really lovely gold leaf pieces and porcelain um and that's something you know what another topic for us to get into in another episode of crafting plates and you know wares for a certain thing to do like a hot chocolate set or (laughs) a deviled egg set or you know it's, it's amazing like what Havlin kept thinking of like, you know, everyone needs a certain dish to do a certain purpose. And that that is fascinating because now it's just like, you know, maybe you just want to set a four for everything. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, to to wrap up the Havlin story, one of the the reasons I think why we we don't know as much about Will Chevalier as we could is because they really didn't start numbering their stuff until the 1930s, uh, and so they have about sixty thousand total patterns. The Chevalier being one of them. Um, sixty thousand. Sixty thousand. Sixty thousand. It is estimated that there are as many as sixty thousand Havlin porcelain patterns. It's difficult to determine how many patterns have never been formally named or cataloged. Holy moly! <laughs> The factory records are incomplete. Attempts to catalog the pieces have resulted in several systems. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I think they made Lincoln's China. In, wow. If oh. we're looking at Wikipedia. so Great. Um, so that's the history that's of this. That's a fun we, fact. It is a fun fact. So we have a really cool dish in front of us after eating a delicious dish off of that dish. Um And so now that you know about the Havland, mm. and we'll have a photo of the... The plate. The plate on our site. And also it being plated. Yes, the plate and the plated on our site. Um, We'll also, we're about to to talk a little bit more about Will's story surrounding the plate. And we'll have that as well, sort of the the set that that currently exists in um, 
in Will's space. So that is the story, the history of the Chevalier and the, um, the Havlin China. So, Mr. Johnston, yes. we, yes, um, we want to talk a little bit about the origin story of this. So how on earth did you, did these plates get to you? First of all, what do you have? Second of all, all right. how did you get them? So again, um, Haverland, uh, Chevrolet pattern. Chevalier. It's Chevalier. Fine. I know. It's I know. It's, that it's was just fine. more of a joke for the rest of this. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> um, so, you know, and we'll get into the stories of, but what I have are, and again, I, I took a beautiful picture. So I've got a dinner plate, salad plate, bowl, uh, cup and saucer, uh, bread plate, and then serving dishes, which include a covered vegetable plate or vegetable bowl. As well as a gravy, a gravy is it? Was it terrine? Is terrine, it, terrine is what we call it. Is attached, so meaning that the gravy bowl is attached to the actual plate, so yes. it's one solid piece. And then I have a number of large, uh, wide platters that you're able to serve, um, you know, food food on. So it ha- makes a nice presentation when you put it in the center of your your uh, table. Um, nice. So, so from that, we've determined that Will has sort of a, a buffet setting, also enough for a formal dinner setting for 12, you said? Yep. And a formal uh, a lunch setting for 12, um, including the salad plate and the, the bowl for soup. So there's, there's three full configurations of 12 yes. plate settings. Yes. Plus the things for the buffet. Correct. Which is pretty cool. Yes, which is pretty cool. And if you want to know like how to set up your plates, go to our website, mydishdish.com, and you'll see some diagrams and some links about how you set your formal table. Oh, yeah. It's all Emily Post, folks. Like uh, we, totally. Yes. We, yeah. we looked at Emily's and we said, what does Will have? And we sort of did a little... Uh, a little Again, lots hash. of research. Lots of research. <laughs> so, okay. So, that's what I have. Okay. And I also, I'm not going to go into the how much it's worth, but we're looking at, that's another nice thing about Replacements Limited. Oh, go into it. Well, I'm like, oh my gosh, the cups and saucers, one cup and saucer is $46. So <laughs> I think my set, you know, all in, probably worth around $2,000, which that's, that's nice. Now, which is interesting because it's. You didn't buy it. I didn't buy it at all. Like I, we did not. I did not go through a formal marriage ceremony just to acquire china patterns to later serve my in-laws. You know, this was just um, okay. The origin, perfect segue into the origin story of how I acquired these plates. Please tell us how you got these plates right now. Here we go. So about, um, I want to say, let's say mid. 90s to early 2000s, my parents had a great relationship with this lovely lady in, I want to say, Tennessee or Kentucky, somewhere in there. And this lady was just very, they, they formed a great bond and a, a, a real caring relationship. And every time my parents would visit her, she felt like, you know what? You guys will use things. My parents host open houses and dinner parties and they would share. So she felt that giving these items to them, they would have a new life. 
And so my mom got this china way before I was interested in china. And so uh, I would probably say it passed to me when I had um, I was in a relationship in the early 2000s. And we bought a house. And so what I felt would complete this house would be to have this formal dishware. And my mom said, hey, I've got four sets of dishes. Why don't you take a set of nice porcelain china Mm -hmm. and for your household? And so... Again, it's been passed down from not necessarily, you know, from people who don't know each other, but connections. And so now that it has come into my family, it has become a part of my family. And so this uh, Chevalier Havland is a great way for me to show that I care, to show that I like to to go above and beyond for people who come visit us or visit me. And um, and it plus also, these plates plate very well. They're very simple, just like McKinsey said, um, gold rim with a uh, one interior uh, section of uh, an off cr- uh, cream, I guess you could say, followed by another. Well, it's ivory. It's ivory. Oh, is it ivory? ivory? Okay, I'll go with ivory. <laughs> and then the plate, the, the circle right. itself where you actually plate the food is probably a cream or an off-white. And again, go to the website, check out the pattern. White center cream rim, folks. White center cream rim. White center cream rim. Okay, there we go. So, okay, let's talk real quick about Sue and her four sets of china. Yes. Like, walk us through that. So, um, four sets, y'all. Four sets, y'all. Mama, Mama Johnson. Ma- Mama has Sue. Four Mama sets. Sue has four sets. And so, how my mom came? Well, now she had four sets. So and she has three sets now. Yeah. Two, because she's two. Two, actually, one. two. Correct. So, so Sue started with four sets. Gave the Chevalier to Will. Yep. And then my grandmother, so had, and I will have to look up this pattern and that might be another episode. Yes. But she, my grandmother was very good in her consignment shopping. <laughs> and so she found this beautiful light green rimmed uh, porcelain china at a Goodwill or some sort of consignment store. And it was another 12 set with full everything. And, um... She served with it for years, probably since the 1950s, 60s, and she was very prideful in this. And her household, my grandmother's household, always was very formal. When I visited, it was the formality of everyone comes to dinner, we sit down at the same time, cloth napkins with napkin ring, no, no napkin rings. It was a folded cloth napkin in a beautiful china setting. Um, everything is placed in the correct place where a formal dinner setting would would be. So check online what that would be. So you'd have your dinner plate followed by the waterfall of forks to the left and uh, knife and spoons to the right, as well as your water goblet or drinking glass to the top right, as well as your bread plate to the top left of your uh, dinner plate. Dinner plate. So is this at Nana Johnson's house or your grandmother? No, this is uh, grandmother Swaggers. Ooh, Swaggers, Nana Swaggers. Swaggers. This is my mom's. This is my mom's mom, and so she prided herself in her table settings, and we knew it was special. 
we knew when we were around that table, like we're about to eat something Aww. amazing. <laughs> and it was always like a really well done potato. And then it was also a, a really done long day cooked beef. Like, like it was off the bone, off the bone, dripping, delicious with ju- au jus over. And then you take that and there are these amazing like. Uh, I, I call them half potatoes because she would slice them in half and then put them uh, cut face down on a pan with butter in it and then basically cook them until they just became a great crust of Ooh. crunch on the outside. And so you had these amazing crunchy half potatoes mixed with this beautiful beef shredded beef, uh, you know, uh, brisket type yes. dinner with, uh, of course, overcooked green vegetables, probably, <laughs> you know, funny enough. Is that why you told us to, to just, such yes, maybe and okay. that's scarred me. <laughs> and, um, so it was very, it was, it was such a pageant of, of love Aww. displayed in front of you. Do you remember how old you were when you first sort of remembered this? Four. Oh my gosh. So Four you were years a little old. Guy. I was a little guy. Yeah. And oh, I'm going to go into, so like my aunt Linda will tell you this story. So we were all around the dinner table. She may or may not be on this podcast. Okay. Uh, we're going to call aunt Linda to confirm. <laughs> yes. She loves to tell this story. And we were around my grandma's dinner table and it was formal setting. And I was so excited to be there. And I knew what type of food I was about to get. I grabbed the fork and knives and I should start banging on the table and yelling, eat meat, <laughs> eat meat. Eat meat. And then so everyone just starts laughing because I knew the potatoes were coming, the beef was coming, the whole display (laughs) of deliciousness was about to be upon us. Anywho. And they sent you, they threw you in the closet. They probably, they were just like, get out of here. Get out of here, kid. You annoy me. So, so again, my grandmother, I mean, she definitely taught my aunt and my mother the, the formality and what a di- a formal dinner setting looks like and yeah. feels like. What well, also sounds like she was the the sort of the leader in what it looks like, but also like you said, what it feels like, what right. it means to bring everyone around the table, right? And to to set that precedent, set right. that sort of special sacred space for the family, right? That you as a four-year-old knew what was coming. Exactly. Really lovely. So, you know, in that same vein, you have not her China, but you you do have China that's been passed through the family. Talk a little bit about what you're doing with yours. What is the Chevrolet? What role does the Chevrolet play in this sort of modern life of yours? Because you're not having a brisket-filled Sunday dinner with three generations. Right. Correct. And so, you know, of who I am and what I've become and the person that I am, I so appreciate being able to share my ability to cook. And I think being able to display it in a way that allows someone to enjoy it that much more means so much more to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't get me wrong. I love a good old, like, you know, let's cook Thai food. Like, we don't need fancy plates to eat pad Thai or whatever. But yet, I still serve pad Thai on these plates. Like, you know, why not? And um, I think also, you know, the fact that I am non-traditional, the fact that I am gay and that, you know, I'm not married yet and I still have these plates that are traditionally for this rite of passage passage as a couple 
And so there's that context that I don't relate to it because I relate good food and and wonderful times and great conversations around these around uh, uh, these type of plates versus going through this huge ceremony with friends and family and then buying me this quote unquote pattern that I chose at a store. Mm-hmm. So the idea of it being more generational and connected to love and caring means so much more to me than just merit, like a relationship and a rite of passage. I love that. You know, and one of the things that, that Will and I talk a lot about, so we've been friends for about 10 years and neither of us are, we have been friends for about 10 years in this sort of adult, extended of extended yeah. adult space where, yes. you know, n- none of our friends are married. We've lived in the city for a long time. And we, we you do create these other uh, sort of, I don't even want to call them pseudo families, but they, they, because they're not, they're very real. At the same time, you're going from 30 to 40 and traditions pop up on you and dishes end up in your, on your porch. Like they, they, and dishes end up in your, in your cupboard. And so what's really interesting. And one of the things that we set out to do with this podcast is to talk about sort of where these things came from and how, they exist in this in this modern world, and I feel like I'm watching you want to say something about that. No, I mean, I, I you know, again, you know, just like we mentioned, like in our introductory podcast, that we are at a time where we are in our 30s and 40s, and we are seeing a generation to not know what to do with these, yeah. as well as or not want them, or not want them, or but also redefine how they mean bring value to their everyday life. Um, we should not be afraid of fine china. It should not be a yes. burden, even though, yes, they are hand-washed only. And, yes, they are, you know, uh, people get a little par- more paranoid around them. But I think that should be embraced because they are beautiful plates. They are And they should plates. not be just shoved in a cabinet used twice a year. I know. They well, should be brought out more and as to Mackenzie's point of like, you know, you know, we are, our friend circles are traditionally non-traditional <laughs> because we do do the things that quote unquote families did in the fifties and sixties together. We do as, you know, friends giving and we do as reasons just to get together. It's no longer going out to dinner at a restaurant. It's coming over to someone's house and sharing an experience with them. Yes, and just for the record, Will did bring these plates over to my house in a canvas shopping bag covered or wrapped wrapped in, in, a, two, in a t-shirt. Wrapped in a t-shirt, so Martha Stewart, be 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 warned. Um, the okay, so this is that was the dish on Will's dish and the dish that we ate and the history and the story, and we. Look forward to continuing these for y'all. We'll the the next week we'll talk about the the dishes that I have, yep, and then have. we'll move through several sets of friends and talk through their their dishes and sort of see how this all pans out. So we hope that you guys enjoyed our little chat yes, tonight. The dish on dishing. The dish on dishing and dishes. 
And we look forward to connecting with you guys over the next probably eight or nine more episodes. Yeah. So, um, again, check uh, mydishdish.com for images, recipes, place settings, as well as... Um, the personal inventory of yeah, what we have. Personal inventory of what we have. Will's is going to be way deeper than mine. I really have, like, two pieces of everything, but... That's fine. But hey, it's all about... <laughs> it's all if about, If you want yes. to start a collection, you can. <laughs> um, again, you know what, folks? This has been My Dish Dish with Will Johnston. And Mackenzie Wood. And we will see you next episode when we throw it on Mackenzie and we, we get to learn about all of her dishy dishes, we dishiness. Dish, we dish about my dishes. Yes. Mwah. Talk Thank to you, you next guys. time. Bye. Bye.